0: 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Hello everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Hope you're having an amazing day. I want to talk about all or nothing thinking today. So, I'm recording this after having eight back-to-back calls, one-on-one calls with folks in the Consistency Course and It was such a good day and there were so many breakthroughs and so many important conversations and so many like awakenings to honesty, really. Recognizing where things just weren't true. Things just weren't real. And it was such a powerful thing and where we came from, where we started from before the breakthroughs and the realizations in a lot of cases was all or nothing thinking. And it's a sneaky thing, this all or nothing thinking. I've done a number of episodes on it. And the reason I say it's a sneaky thing is that it often shows up in one area of life, but not others. Like you probably are not an all or nothing thinker with your kids and parenting Most parents are not saying, well, I lost my temper earlier, so no point in trying to be a good parent for the rest of the day, or breakfast was kind of a nightmare, so might as well not feed the kids lunch or dinner. And it seems silly to even use that as an an example, and yet even though it sounds silly, we talk ourselves into this, what's the point? Who cares? I messed up, so why bother trying? type of thought process in other areas of our lives. This is something overcoming all or nothing thinking that when you can do it changes the game. It changes the game. And I shared something on social media the other day about how one of my goals in this new year is to get 10,000 steps a day. And that's important to me because with two infants who breastfeed and all of that, I can spend a lot of time sitting, a lot of time sitting and rocking and feeding and all of those types of things. And to have the intentionality to walk when I could otherwise sit, whether that's during a call or when I'm trying to settle a baby down or anything like that has just been really helpful. And what I posted was there was a very rare moment where all three of the babies were asleep And it probably would have only been a few more minutes before somebody woke up just based on when the first one fell asleep and the last one fell asleep. And I still got on the treadmill to get some steps in where... A previous version of me would have been like, I probably only have two or three minutes, so what's the point? Well, the point is a few hundred steps because if I grab those spare minutes, then they do make a difference over the course of, if not a day, certainly over the course of a week or over the course of a month. It might not in a moment feel like a lot, but that kind of decision to do a little bit here and a little bit there adds up. The same thing is true when, the kitchen is a disaster and I only have two or three minutes, there was a previous version of me that would be like, I can't even, I can hardly tackle any of this in two or three minutes. But if I take two or three minutes to do whatever I can do in two or three minutes, I'm that much further along and I have that much less to do when I have time to tackle the rest of it. It's changed so much for me. Overcoming all or nothing thinking is what allowed me to write my books. It is a huge part of how I lost over a hundred pounds, and it's absolutely a part, a big part, a massive part, maybe the biggest part of approaching my postpartum weight loss in a very crazy and unpredictable season of my life. So this is something. We talk about a ton in the consistency course, and we have a lot of resources around strategy for changing this way of thinking, because for so many of us, it's almost automatic. We don't necessarily know that we're in this all-or-nothing pattern until we're past the moment of acting. So it's something we work on a lot, and the reason I wanted to talk about it today is that I saw a post from Candy Valentino on social media that I felt was yet another tool for overcoming all or nothing thinking. And her post was about this like 10-10-10 guideline. Her 10-10-10 guideline or challenge for the year was a 10% reduction in spending a 10% increase in earnings and a 10% increase in contribution. And that could be contribution of time, talent, money, you name it. Obviously her post was geared towards finances and I love it for finances, but I love it for so many other things. And it resonated with me because it is so manageable. A 10% reduction in spending got me thinking, you know what, I have two subscriptions that I've been meaning to cancel and I haven't got around to it. And I could make a couple other shifts pretty quickly, pretty easily to get to that 10% in spending. Even if it means doing things like a hiatus from Amazon shopping. I feel like I'm always on Amazon, whether I'm buying diapers or wipes or some other child product. But a little bit of conscientiousness could absolutely make that 10% reduction in spending meaningful. And hey, over the course of a few months, that adds up. A 10% increase in earnings feels so much more manageable than trying to find a new job that has a higher salary or something that is a bigger undertaking. If I just look around, heck, the room I'm in probably has... 10 things I could sell on Facebook Marketplace that would also create more space in my home, which I'm very interested in. Or I have like three computers that I could absolutely spend 100 to 200 bucks to update and fix and then sell for twice as much. I mean, there's so many opportunities all around me, even if it's not 10%, if it's 2%, if it's 1%, if it's 12%, it makes a difference. That feels so manageable to me. That's why I liked it. And what I challenge myself to do with ideas like this, because, you know, that's the nature of social media. We see things that move us or inspire us. I ask myself, what can I do to put this into action right away? And right away doesn't necessarily mean right this minute. It could mean today. It could mean this week. But soon. Otherwise and this has happened to me more times than I can count, I have a moment of inspiration, but it doesn't go any further than that. It's lighting a match and letting it burn out because I get distracted by the next thing and I never put it into action and I never return to it. So I like asking myself, what am I going to do with this right away? What one thing can I put into action? And so for me, that was going into my email as I sat there nursing one of the girls and canceling that subscription that's been on my list of things to do for a really long time. That's one way to put it into action. But I also added to this week's list two other things related to decreasing spending. So often, so often, we leave a ton of value on the table when we have a moment of inspiration or we hear an idea or a strategy, we leave a ton of value on the table when we don't do anything with it, when it just is a, a fleeting thought and we don't put it into action, we don't carve out the time to do something with it. But we also leave a ton of value on the table when we don't say how could I get more juice from this fruit? So let me give you an example here. I see Candy's post. She's suggesting a 10% reduction in spending, a 10% increase in earning, a 10% increase in contribution. I'm going to get something out of that when I put action items on my calendar and I follow through with them. But I like to make sure that I'm really getting as much as I can from the idea and not leaving untapped value on the table by saying... What else? What else could I do with this idea? What other inspiration does it strike? And just giving it 60 seconds of breathing room and curiosity and thinking, probably in less than 60 seconds, the thought came to my mind was, 10% less time on my phone today. And that's arbitrary. So what are some things that I could do today that would set me up for 10% less time on my phone? For example, I'm not even going to bring my phone to the table where we sit down to eat. Not even going to bring it to the table. I'm pretty good about not picking it up, but to work towards that 10% reduction in time on my phone, I'm not even going to bring it to the table. I'm not going to bring it with me when I go upstairs. Probably 10, 20 times during the day, I go up the stairs to get clothes for Roman or to put laundry away or to grab my computer, any number. I'm not going to carry it with me up and down the stairs. When I take my walk to get my steps in, I'm going to put it on airplane mode. So if I'm tempted to open Instagram or Facebook or email, it's just, it's not going to work. You know, it's going to require that consciousness to take it off airplane mode. And I'm not going to do that. That was not mentioned in Candy's post, but let's invite our brains to the table to say, what else can I do? Not, oh, I need a whole week without devices or i'm going to set this extreme phone curfew or any just a little bit just a, just a little something if 10% feels like a bigger change than you're ready for select a 1% improvement something super super arbitrary right you might wonder like well is it really 1% who cares it doesn't matter it's pursuing a little bit of improvement it's breaking free from this all or nothing mentality that I should do things this way, but since I can't, I'm not going to do anything at all. No, what's what's just a little bit more that I could do? And inviting your mind to think about ideas and not just go on autopilot, not just consider other people's ideas. Most of us, if we give ourselves the opportunity, we'll hear pretty quickly and clearly. From our subconscious mind, things that we could do to just be a little bit better. Like when even just saying those words, my subconscious says to me, You could have one cup of coffee instead of two. I went without coffee for so long. And then after the twins were born, I needed it to stay alive. <laughs> and now I now I have two cups in the morning. And just Posing that, like, what is a small improvement that I could make? Doesn't mean I have to. Probably we'll still have two cups of coffee tomorrow. But just opening myself up to what could a little bit of improvement look like? Again, not because you have to do it, not because you're bad if you don't do it. But to start to think in terms of incremental improvement. As soon as I asked myself, like, what else could I take from this? and the And the phone time popped into my mind. The other thing that almost immediately came to my mind is what if I was charged with making a 10% improvement to my marriage today? If somebody said to me, Elizabeth, your only responsibility today is to make your marriage 10% better. What would you do? How would you do it? And I can brainstorm a few things right off the top of my head. Again, doesn't mean I have to do all of them. Doesn't mean I'm going to do all of them. But I'm opening up my mind to the fact that it doesn't have to be the perfect day. We're not going to go on a date night. We're probably not even going to spend any real time together just by nature of the way our day has gone. But, and it actually prompted me to do this. I had to run out to the grocery store after Roman went to bed to get some carrots to make some soup in the morning in the slow cooker. And uh, I got something for him that I know he likes. I probably, if not certainly, would not have done that if I hadn't have just asked myself that question, no strings attached, what's something I can do to make my marriage 10% better? And when I came home and I gave it to him, it wasn't just a like, hey, I picked this up for you. It was, hey, I know the past couple of days have been a little rocky. And I just wanted to know, I just wanted you to know that I was thinking of you and I wanted to make your evening a little bit better. That's what I mean by trying to get, not leave so much juice in the fruit, not leave so much untapped value. I believe that our brains are wanting to do this work and wanting to thrive and wanting to grow. But because we keep stuffing down more content and more information and the TV's on or we're always listening to something and we're not slowing down to say like, what what could I do with this? What Could I make my marriage 1% better today? Not forever, right? It's not this 1% and it's forever gonna be 1% better, but 1% better for today. And again, if you brainstorm three or four or five ideas, maybe there's one you're willing to do today. Maybe there's a half of one, like a little bit of one that you're willing to do today. Do that. This is one of the patterns for breaking this all or nothing mentality The well, I can't do something big or something that I think is enough, so what's the point of doing anything at all? Become somebody who's always looking for that 1%, for that 10%, for that little bit, The getting on the treadmill to get some steps in, even though I know a kid is going to start crying in a few minutes. You know what? Those few minutes here and those few minutes there, they make a difference. They make a difference. How can I be a 10% better or 2% better or half a percent better mom today? Seeking the small incremental wins is huge. If you only had today to do something for your health, what would it be? And you might initially think of something that intimidates you or something you're not willing to do. Then back it down, break it down to a single piece of that. Let's say that your thought was, well, I wouldn't have any sugar or processed foods. And you're like, but I don't want to do that. That sounds hard. Well, can I say that I'm not going to have any sugar or processed foods after 6 p.m., after noontime, Before noontime, is there a piece of it? If you seek it, there's always a piece of it you can do. When I first got back into working out after the twins were born, there was a lot more that I felt I couldn't do than I felt I could do. And there were a lot of things that I wasn't ready to start doing or I tried to do and it went miserably bad. But I would ask myself, is there a piece of it? that I can do? Is there something that I can do? I can walk. Great. I'm just going to walk. Okay. I, I might not feel up to doing squats or lunges or burpees, but, but you know what? I can do shoulder press and I can do bench press and I can do these other things that, you know, it's better than nothing. Start to be somebody who seeks the little things. You're super irritated with your spouse and you don't want to go give them a hug. You don't want to go cuddle and say, I love you, but you can put away their laundry. You can say, hey, I appreciate you. You can say, sorry, I was grouchy. All inspired by Candy's post about 10% less spending, 10% increased earnings, 10% greater contribution, but it points to an opportunity that we all have to become people who, who look for the inches. And I always reference this when I talk about All or Nothing, thinking about from the, the movie Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino. And he's in the locker room and he's screaming at his team and he's saying, It's a game of inches. And the inches are all around us. And we get to become people who look for the inches. The thing that previously you would say is too small to make a difference. This is why, and I, I believe, and I don't believe, I know I wrote about this in Ch- in Chasing Cupcakes. I am somebody who picks up pennies. If I see a penny on the ground, I pick it up a quarter, a dime, whatever it is, I pick it up because it signals to me that every little bit makes the difference. And I appreciate every little bit and I notice it and I go out of my way for it. And that is a reminder in every other area of my life especially the areas where we struggle. Like I said at the top of the show, there are probably areas where all or nothing thinking doesn't show up for you. It's not a struggle for you. Cool, but there are probably areas where you do tend to say, well, you know, I had the Frappuccino and the blueberry muffin for breakfast, so like, screw it, I blew it, I'll start again tomorrow. No, man, look, see that as an opportunity to be somebody who has a really great healthy lunch who cares what you had for breakfast. Be somebody who even though you were an angry lunatic with your spouse in the morning, you're still going to go out of your way to extend kindness and love and generosity later in the day. I'm talking about myself in that example. (laughs) Not much of a blueberry muffin person, but I can absolutely be a lunatic with my husband. You don't have the time to get to the gym, but you're absolutely going to go for a slow walk that you could have avoided And sat on the couch instead, but you understand that the little things matter because they do. Whether we're talking business, whether we're talking parenting, money, fitness, health, nutrition, you name it, it all adds up. Nothing is inconsequential. Nothing is neutral. Nothing. It's all moving us one way or another. So start to look for what 1% better would look like today, what 10% better between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. would look like for you, challenge yourself to start to think about it. It's not an exercise in forcing yourself to do it or feeling like a failure if you don't. The first step is getting your mind operating that way and looking for those opportunities. And when there's something that you think of that you don't want to do or you can't do, ask yourself if there's a piece of it that you're willing to do. And even with this episode, ask yourself, what am I going to do with this today? How am I going to implement it today? What other things come to mind? Elizabeth gave examples of marriage and food and fitness and parenting. Are there other things that come to mind for me that are areas that I could invest in, that are areas I want to improve in? What does it make me think of? What does it make you think of? Start to ask yourself and then what will I do to put this into action right away? Make it a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon.